Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Beer and Fear. In the episodes ahead, we explore the ominous, unnerving, frightening, and sinister. We also handpick, introduce, and enjoy a new beer to go along with each episode. Our hope is to broaden your horizons of the scary, mysterious, and macabre, as well as the limitless world of craft beer. If you enjoy starting new podcasts from the very beginning like I do, you might notice that we have a tendency to ramble on during some of our earlier episodes. At the time, we were still trying to feel out our average episode length, and we often spent more time filling time than staying on topic. For some, off-topic discussion isn't a big concern when listening to podcasts, but we recognize that others enjoy episodes that are more direct and straight to the point. Our more recent content has definitely struck a good balance between beer talk, spooky tales, and irrelevant banter, and we hope that as we continue to dial in our format, our episodes become much easier and enjoyable listens. While we thought about editing some of our earlier content, we felt it would be disingenuous to change history to how we currently see fit. So, we kept our old content exactly as it was recorded. Throughout each episode, you'll hear us mention various links you can visit to view the content we've curated just for you. While some of these may still work, we've done some moving around online, so the best way to experience everything in one place is at our website, beerandfearcast.com. We hope you decide to stick around to explore some of our newer material. There's a lot to unravel in the realm of horror and beer, and our first few episodes merely skim the surface. So, grab your favorite brew and dim the lights as we welcome you to Beer and Fear. Okay. <clears throat> I'm having... I've been having some... Like, my Wi-Fi's been acting all weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it, sometimes it works. Like, sometimes I can connect just fine. Other times it just completely drops out and I have to, like, switch the networks or, like, mm-hmm. unplug it. Um, and you know how we have uh, a complex over here? Mm-hmm. It's a barn. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, what I actually tried, I took my router... And I moved it into the barn, and now my Wi-Fi has been a lot more stable. You can do that. <laughs> really? Really? It took me like a second, uh, but now no, I'm like, no, Ooh. now you got it. There you go. was terrible that was genuinely bad now we can start that like like, i'm not expecting a joke at all and then i'm like oh stable okay welcome to the third episode of beer and fear my name is Paige. my name is zach and today we're going to be talking about stalkers stalkers episode three you want to tell me about your day before we get into it my day or your week since it's been a week since we last talked um well not really but you know yeah, um, I didn't do much, didn't do too many things exciting. I mentioned I was going to talk about um, a couple restaurants I went to. Yeah, you I'm, said you I'm, had stories for me and you wouldn't tell me. Yeah, I forgot all of those. Great, you mm-hmm. fucking tease. Yeah, um, but I'm really I'm happy that restaurants are still open during the the shit show that's 2020. Yeah, because I can only make the same two or three recipes. Every day well, at home. Well, those breakfast tacos that you just made those were breakfast, pretty, breakfast tacos are bomb. Those are pretty solid. Um, I'll never get tired of making those. But I, I appreciate going out to restaurants. Um, I went to 
this really good burger place with a friend um, called the Burger Social. It's in Wheaton. You got to check it out. Get the brisket burger because that's what I got. The picture you shared. Woo. It had what was it was like a quarter pound beef patty with like just a mountain of brisket, some avocados, and some pickled onions. Avocado. Oh, some avocados. I also went to. Uh, just the other day, I went to this place called, uh, I think it's called Fat Duck or Duck Fat. It's uh, next to Brown Cow. And we talked about Brown Cow last week. I remember, I've been there with you before. Oh, yeah, we went there before. Yeah, we've been there together like twice. That's a really good restaurant. It is delicious. I got a pulled pork sandwich um, with some pickles and slaw on it. Slaw. And some duck fat fries. If you're going to go to Duck Fat, so good. get the duck fat fries because they're amazing. So, Fat Duck Tavern. In Forest Park, and when I say Burger Social in yeah. Wheaton, those are your two restaurant wrecks for this week. Um, are we going to make that a thing now? Sure, yeah, it can become a thing. We'll recommend a new restaurant or an ice cream place. Mm. Just those two. Yeah, only those. We won't go into anything else. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think. What else? Well, you probably worked. Yeah, I still worked a lot. Um, oh, Getting excited for vacation. Yeah. Which is next week. Um, I'm leaving. Well, I have nine days off, and I think I'm leaving uh, the following Tuesday. So I got one more week of work, and then I get to go to Michigan. Yeah, um, for like the. You're on vacation for the first time in like what? Over a year? Over a year. Yeah, because I was supposed to take one last, last year, and then I switched jobs right around the time I yeah. was supposed to go on vacation. So I didn't really get to go. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm just realizing that I don't have a suitcase. Because I lost the one that I had that I took with me when I moved here. Uh, that got lost in, in all the water. Got water damaged. Um, so I don't have a suitcase. So I was looking online because uh, one of the podcasts I listen to, and that's why I drink. And I think Wine and Crime does you it too. stop plugging other podcasts? Well, they're great podcasts. Everyone should check them out. <laughs> I love them. They don't um, plug us. Well, because they don't know we exist yet. Uh. So we're, you know, not not that cool yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I appreciate the optimism. Yeah, we'll get there. Um, one of the ads that they do on, and that's why we drink, is for away luggage. And I was looking on their website, and luggage is expensive. It is expensive. I've never had to buy suitcases yet. I'm 25, and I haven't had to do yeah. that yet because I was I just had hand me downs. Yes. Um, from like 30, 40 years ago. Yes, I have my mom's suitcase from when she got married to my first stepdad. Oh my God, that's where my suitcases were from. <laughs> they were an anniversary gift uh, for my parents. Um, just held on to them. Yeah, so they're really suitcase old. Suitcase is a suitcase. Right. Um, but I was looking on Away Luggage's website, and um, it's it's not cheap. Uh, if you want a good quality suitcase that'll last you, um, obviously you got to spend some money on something good. You can go to like Walmart or whatever and get like a cheap, yeah, you know, nylon yeah, but not you suitcase. Not me. <laughs> when it comes to buying stuff, need a whole set. Yeah, when it comes to buying stuff, I I get the I don't I don't cheap out. Um, so I almost pulled the trigger on uh, you an, an away would be luggage the person set. that would buy the scooter. That's also a suitcase <laughs> that you could ride around yes. the airport. Well, these are these are cool because one of them has a. I'm talking like they're uh, a sponsor. They should be. They're not. They should be. We don't have sponsors. Um, we'll get there again. Um, He's so optimistic. But one of them, they have a, a removable battery in the suitcase, so you can charge your phone. It'll charge your phone up to four times with Can't this see. battery. It's they're pretty because that's super important for your trip to Michigan. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're driving there. It's like I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> what am I going to charge do? my phone? 
Um, but no, it's, I bet it's good for people who like you know fly overseas and you're at the airport for a long time. You got a long flight or something, and it, it's in your carry-on and it can charge your phone. Um, I was just really impressed, and I almost bought uh, the suitcases for my trip. I was seeing if they would ship here quick enough before next week, um, but then I thought. Maybe let's wait, and they can eventually be a sponsor on our podcast and just send us free suitcases. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I'll hold off on that. I think I can, I can live without... Bide, I'll bide my time. I can live without a suitcase right now. Until um, I get sponsors. Yeah, hopefully later on. Away luggage, if you're listening. <laughs> Keep an ear out there. <laughs> how we, is, how, we want you, baby. We, we, we really do. We need some sponsors. Um, yeah, how, three episodes in. Sponsors. <laughs> let's, let's, come on. Let's get this ball rolling. Uh, how how are you? How is your how's your week been? Tell I'm, me all about I'm it. I'm okay. I um. We we both honestly we both had kind of bummy weeks. Yeah, for being honest. And we we met up we met up yesterday. You came over. Um, we we ordered some Outback. We just wanted to spend um, time together. Yeah, we hung out and we we talked and we caught up because I mean we can't share everything with you on this on the podcast. Unfortunately, I mean I would, but there are certain <laughs> people that listen to this where I have to kind of like maintain. A lot of, yeah, a lot of personal stuff. Appropriate level that uh, I think is just you know it's good to be kept as personal it was okay it's been a week Mm -hmm. the storm yesterday really sucked thankfully i have power thankfully you have power it's good i know a lot of people don't have power right now it's and it's not going to come on till like the 15th that really sucks Mm -hmm. um it was scary my dad had like a near-death experience so that was terrifying yeah it was not fun yeah he, like, imagine all the the drivers i'm gonna close the window yeah go i'm gonna ahead. close the window i'm gonna turn the air on hang on okay this, this is it's a re turn it into a repeat last week uh yeah i was imagining all the the people that were unfortunately still out on the roads yeah. driving when when that storm hit well i was asleep like i told you this before mm-hmm. i was out cold and i didn't wake up until like 4 p.m mm-hmm. um but my dad called my, um, I, my stepmom and was like, "Hey, I love you. Just so you know, like basically saying goodbye because he was trapped on the road." And I was just like, "Jesus Christmas, that is, oof." Little, little, little dramatic, he, I think. But uh, um, at the same time, you never want to get a text like that because that freaked the hell out of you. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that was terrifying. And then um, I told you this before, but. I had another date, yeah. and I made a man cry. Yeah. Okay, nice going. <laughs> yes, yeah, way so, to go. So I made somebody cry like three times in the span of spending time with them, and mm. not in like an aggressive, like I was mean to him way, but <laughs> in like a he's a very fragile individual. Mm. And he was overwhelmed with yes, emotion. Yes, from from cuddling. Oh, so made a man cry from cuddling. I've made a man cry. I make everybody cry. <laughs> this is my curse. If I hug you, I will make you cry. <laughs> this is the crutch I bear. But yeah, that was that was you know my week, and it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. You know, it's only Tuesday. But let's get into it. <clears throat> sure. Let's talk about the beer. What beer do yes, we have this so week? So I picked out a beer called Apex Predator. I was thinking Predator, Stalker, Stalking Prey. So mm. that was my... And some, I mean, some stalkers are predators, can be considered predators. There you go. So, so that, that, right was, that was my connection. I was, I know we're not really trying for connections, but I was like, why not? Close enough. Close enough. I mean, I, like I said, I found a beer that I liked that was literally called Stalker, but I wasn't going to be able to get it in time. Mm. I got to start planning better. 
Oh, I think we both need to. Yeah, yes, we do. It's from <laughs> Off Color Brewing. Its ABV is 6.5%. They are located in Chicago, Illinois. Excuse me. I w- what's burp. the brewery again? Off, off Color. Off Color? Mm-hmm. In Chicago. Yes. I never heard of it. Never so heard of the brewery before. It is a farmhouse ale or a, I'm, this is French, Saison or Saison. I'm not sure, but it just it translates to season. Mm-hmm. Um, so a seasonal beer. It's a style of beer originating in the French-speaking Wallonia region of Belgium. They are known as farmhouse-style ales for a reason, because they are originally brewed on actual farms mm. uh, long before refrigeration. So they used the labor-light winter months farmers did to brew beer. So when it was colder. Oh, wow. The ingredients in this beer are Pilsner malt, flaked wheat, honey malt, sugar, crystal, and sterling hops. And mm. then size and yeast. Yes. The brewery description for the beer, Mm -hmm. because I love to include that. Mm -hmm. When you brew as much as we do, sometimes we get tired of telling the yeast what to do. For Apex Predator Farmhouse Ale, we pitch the yeast cold, turn off the temperature control, and let the yeast do its thing. To our delight, it spat out the sweet scent of juicy fruit wafting from a frothy white mane. Brewed only with grain and sugar unencumbered by the heat of the kiln. We create a hazy golden body. Apex Predator gets its teeth from a generous crystal dry hopping that completes the dry finish with a fruity bite. Pounce on the opportunity to let it part your lips, and you may find yourself at the top of the food chain. <laughs> I feel like I could totally do like commercial advertisements. <laughs> Way to go, yeast. <laughs> yeah, Did yeast. a hell of a job. And then I like to look up reviews from other people, so I mm. went to my favorite website, Beer Advocate. It's your favorite website? It's my favorite website to look up beer reviews. Oh, okay. So this is from a guy named Speedway Jim. (laughs) All right, Speedway Jim's going to tell us all about this beer. Calling out you for Speedway Jim. (laughs) Great guy. His description and review is a great golden rod color, even better fluffy white head with great retention. Nose is clove, coriander, tulip, cane sugar, peppercorn, and a touch of lemon zest. Super aromatic, perfect for the style. I'm sure I'm going to smell all those things. Yes, give it a good whiff. Mm-hmm. Beer opens flour, coriander, and cane sugar, clove and Belgian yeast in the middle with some breadiness and lemon zest at the finish. This is spot on for the style. Body is light with ample carbonation, prickly and lively on the palate, and goes down aggressive. Sparkling dry finish, super drinkable. Goes down aggressive. Should I be <laughs> Me concerned? Too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Should I be worried? You should. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, I, I'm blanking again because I have a, ter- a terrible short-term memory. The name of the brewery again? Off color brewing. Off color brewing. Yes. And the the style of beer again is farmhouse ale. Farmhouse ale. That's or right. season. It's something to do with season. Farm. Season. So what is it like? A I mean I'm sure we'll see when we open it. Is it is it a dark beer? A, a well an ale is kind of like a golden. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a like like, like, like an Speedway Jim said. It's like, golden rock. Okay. Yeah. I should listen to Speedway. You really Jim should listen more. to me more. <laughs> Just said all this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's all the weed I smoked when I was a, a youngin'. <laughs> I blame that. Yeah, really? <laughs> Don't blame weed. You want to get the beer? Sure. Welcome back. Thank you. So in, in celebration of um, uh, me going to Michigan, <laughs> <laughs> I picked our, we got our Michigan uh, drink local. Uh, this is kind of a cool uh, beer glass of it's, it, it looks like a beer can, essentially. If, a, if you make a beer can of glass, that's what I'm drinking out of. And then um, 
Paige, I got you the uh, the infamous Route 31 uh, Michigan pint glass as well. Oh, I feel spoiled. Thank you. So the can's got this, like, really crazily drawn lion on it. And I could not figure out who the artist was. And I think it's literally just the guys that own the brewery. Brewed and bottled by Off Color Brewing in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, I've never heard of this brewery before. That is a dope-ass looking lion, though. Oh, you got a little bit of froth there. Ugh, the foam is strong. The foam is strong with this one. It is hazy. Oh, gosh. Oh, God. There's, oh, boy. <laughs> you got a little excited over there. Very carbonated. I'm making a mess. You are making a mess. You're dripping Ooh, on the couch. It's tasty. I'm waiting for the foam to go down. I don't want to suck foam. <laughs> Band name. <laughs> yep, yeah, first glance. I got to work on my pour. Well, I thought I thought I had mine good, but it, it's just a very it is very a very foamy, foamy beer. Yeah, hey, they said it was foamy. We should have listened. Farmhouse ale. God, we keep forgetting. We got to clink. Okay. Oh, what the hell! I like this. Mm. What are um? Ooh. What are all the things that Speedway Jim said it smelled like? Uh, clove, coriander, taste of lemon zest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I smell all those things, like Ready I said I would. Mm-hmm. What is that, coriander? That's definitely coriander. <laughs> is that clove? <laughs> Give it a this good is, sniff. This is really good. This is a unique, um, it's very fruity. Lemon, yeah, definitely lemony. Very I can fruity. taste the lemon. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Damn it. <laughs> At first glance, I would think it was a hazy IPA, because that's what it looks like. It is very cloudy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, from what I've gathered in my um, elementary amount of beer research, I think generally most hazy beers have a fruity sort of palette to them, a fruity uh, profile. Mm-hmm. So if you see a hazy beer, generally it's going to be fruit forward, which this is. It's good. I like it. It's a good, um, it is very drinkable. I, it is. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it, and it's a good change up from the last two. I was worried that it'd be too hoppy just because of the dry hop, but... Does a little bit of a bite to it, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't say that it goes down aggressive. No, I can definitely you can definitely tell there's it's got a little little bite though, but it's not it is very sippable. I like it. It's oh my god, it's good. Oh I do, yeah. Mm. Once it hits the back of your throat, there's some bite. Yep. That's tasty. Good, good choice. Good Even choice. The foam episode. was tasty. It was. That okay. was my first five sips. Yeah, your first five <laughs> sips was foam all over your mustache. Good beer. Um, yes, I, I'm glad that it tastes as good as it looks. Just like me. Oh, oh. look out. out for this heartbreaker, Watch ladies. Out. Maybe I should put this in the fridge. Always doing something. Do, 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 do. So we can't use that. So I just use a ticking stopwatch. Copyright. Because, uh, yeah, I don't think we... We, this show would make it very far if we used the Jeopardy theme music. Dang um, it. <clears throat> so, like uh, Paige mentioned, we're doing uh, Stalkers. This yes, episode. Episode's I all about Stalkers. One. Paige did the pick. I'm pretty excited. I found a lot of cool research um, about Stalkers. A lot, of, a lot of good stories here. So, let's just get into it. What is stalking? Uh, stalking is uh, unwanted and or repeated surveillance by an individual or a group towards another person. I feel like we're teaching people how to stalk. Mm-hmm. This is what stalking is. <laughs> Just Children, so you listen to up. know class. <laughs> when, 
when someone repeatedly watches, follows, or harasses you, making you feel afraid or unsafe. It can be someone you know, a past significant other, which most oftentimes it is, or a complete stranger. It involves repeated in-person following or monitoring of a victim or their actions, constant attempts at communication, either in person, through mail, phone, or electronically, uh, may involve the offender showing up at the victim's home or work uninvited, leaving unwanted items or gifts, tracking via, via social media, waiting at places the victim frequents, and contacting friends, relatives, or coworkers of the victim, usually with the intention to further investigate the victim and their life. <clears throat> so pretty creepy stuff. Unfortunately, it happens quite a bit. Stalking, uh, I feel like stalking stories are... Uh, somewhat prolific. There's an overabundance of them uh, with celebrities and even just normal everyday people. I feel like uh, a good majority of people, if you were to ask them, uh, we we go into the stats too. Um, it's it's actually. Oh, I'm glad you did the statistics. It's actually um, a pretty serious issue. Um, some of the early instances um, of stalking. The the term stalking has been used as early as the 16th century to refer to a, it actually referred to a prowler or a poacher in uh, regards to like hunting. Oh, it would be a stalker. Yeah. Oh, so um, pay predator. Right. So perfect ties in. Ties in. Uh, it wasn't used to refer to a subject who harasses others until about the 20th century, until modern, mm -hmm. modern time. Around the 1990s, use of the term usually referred to offenders who harassed celebrities. Oh, okay. uh, just Just celebrities. And it was often described as being, uh, they were often described as being obsessed and it possibly originated from tabloid press in the U.S. So huh. the term probably came about from the tabloids and, you know, news and magazines. Uh, just snowballed from there. Right. One notable instance of star stalking is the case of Rebecca Schaefer. Have you heard of her? I don't think so. I think another uh, wine and crime. So I'm going to plug these guys more. Yeah, uh, keep doing they, that. <laughs> They covered, Don't listen uh, to us. They covered Rebecca Schaefer. If you want to hear a good, good, good story about Rebecca Schaefer, you should uh, look that up. Um, she was born in 1967. She was a model and an actress. She played Patricia Patty Russell in the CBS comedy My Sister Sam, as well as the black comedy scenes from The Class Struggle in Beverly Hills. At the age of 21, she was shot and killed by obsessed fan Robert John Bardo, who had been stalking her for three years. Holy crap. He had wrote her several letters, one of which she responded to, and he even traveled to L.A. hoping to meet her on the set of uh, her show. After becoming jealous of seeing Schaefer in bed with another actor on the set of her comedy, he paid a detective to help locate her home address while his brother helped him acquire the handgun. Whoa. Yeah, pretty, pretty serious. Well, that was, again, one of the earlier instances of star stalking is, is the, That's crazy. the case with Rebecca Schaefer. Unfortunately, yeah, Asia... She only made it to 21, and she was shot and killed so by this guy. Uh, he did get a life sentence, I think. He's still mm -hmm. incarcerated uh, at this time. Oh, um, speaking of, this is uh, that's Robert John Bardo. That looks like a stalker. Mm-hmm. He's got a stalky face. Mm-hmm. He just looks. Oh, weird. I've seen him. Yeah. Okay, I remember. I remember that. Um, that butt chin. <laughs> Can never forget a butt chin. <laughs> that butt chin. Uh, yeah, he he's still in jail. Um. And uh, another thing I'll, I'll quickly mention, these, these pictures that we're showing each other, any graphs or information or any supplementary stuff that we talk about in the show, this will actually be available for you to check out as well. Uh, if you go to our website, it's beerandfear.podbean.com, or you can just use the bit, bit.ly link. I think it's bit.ly slash BAF Podbean. 
to get to our main website. It's where we release all of our episodes. Um, and there's, if you go to the left, you can open up a little sidebar and then you can click on each episode. So you'd click on episode three stalkers and you can view these images um, along with us while you listen. Uh, getting back. Uh, victims of domestic violence began. Can I just interrupt really quickly? Sure. I want to make a T-shirt that says "Never forget a butt chin." <laughs> random. But... I was just that. I'm like that's my catchphrase: "Never forget a butt chin." Never forget a butt chin. <laughs> Never forget a butt chin. Yeah, uh, Bardo does have a butt chin, so butt his chin. signature. I guess you can. Uh, that, that's why you recognized him. Yeah, I remember that butt chin. <laughs> oh, this beer is good. I'm glad you like it. That makes me so happy. Guys, get yourself some Apex Predator by Off Color, because it's tasty. Yeah, you're tasty. <clears throat> mm. Victims of <laughs> victims of domestic violence um, began relating their concerns to those of uh, star stalking cases. So regular people started um, who who had stalkers. They they started tying these cases into uh, these stars that were being stalked for you know, similar reasons and similar behaviors exhibited by these stalkers. And they started arguing that these victims who were attempting to leave um, abusive relationships would often seek out restraining orders against their former partners. And then the term stalking eventually evolved to include such victims. So it, it went from just being related to celebrities and stars mm-hmm. to involving just any person who has someone like this, a, a, a suspect like this. In 1990, California... Uh, passed the first anti-stalking law in the U.S., and by the early 21st century, all 50 states had criminalized stalking. Most of the following information um, that I'm about to read now comes from um, Michelle Pathé and Paul E. Mullins' publications, A Study of Stalkers and Stalkers and Their Victims. This is where I got this info. So there's a few different types of victims when it comes to stalking. There's prior intimates. They're arguably the largest demographic of victims. Um, The victims are usually female, while while their stalkers are usually their prior prior male partners. They're more likely to be exposed to violence from their stalker, and it also includes date stalkers, where the stalker had an intimate relationship with the victim, but it was short-lived, so Mm -hmm. they weren't in a long-term relationship. They also fall into this category of prior intimates. When I first read that, it looked like prior inmates. (laughs) that wouldn't, oh, it does kind of. That wouldn't make as much sense. Another uh, category is casual acquaintances and friends. Most male stalking victims belong to this category. Mm. So people you weren't necessarily in a relationship with, but and they, they happen to be largely male. They also include uh, neighbor stalking. So if you're stalked by your neighbor, they fall into this category. And it uh, these these stalkers sometimes cause victims to change where their residents have to move mm. away. Uh, another category is professional contacts, so your bosses and your coworkers. They're stalked uh, by patients, clients, or students where the victim engaged in a professional relationship. And actually, healthcare providers, teachers, and lawyers are at higher risk. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. see, I could get lawyers. I lawyers, could see yeah. that. Like, mm-hmm. if you. Like you're crazy and your lawyer lost your case or something. Yeah, I'm sure there's been stuff like that. I, I was trying to doctors. Yeah, though? I was trying to make some sense of that. Yeah, anyone anyone that works in healthcare uh, and teachers. I think what it comes down to is um, the interaction with people, like in like face to face interaction, because yeah. you you meet so many people sure. um, every day in in your professional life if you belong to one of those categories. So I, it's definitely not limited to those, mm-hmm. um, but it, yeah, just listed healthcare providers and teachers and lawyers that mm-hmm. higher risk. I think because they just meet and interact. With you know, so many I could people also see teachers all the time. Yeah, 
Workplace context is another category. So stalkers of these victims are either employees. Oh, I confused that with the other one. Uh, they're either employees, employers, or customers, and they pose a risk not only to the victim but the safety of others as well. So maybe other employees or coworkers that aren't necessarily. Well, I gotta say it's involved. super easy, and I, you know, the way I say this is just to be like, hey, it's the truth. It is super easy to stalk people in this day and age. Yes, yeah, we 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 talk about that too. It's te- technology has. Um, only exacerbated that, you know, made it a lot So much personal easier. information is online. Yep, and it's readily accessible. And if, if you wanted to, you can, you know, it's it's very easy to, to go in. And, yeah, unfortunately, that's why I, I feel like more and more people nowadays are becoming victims of this because mm-hmm. of technology. And we do mention that, too. Um, uh, there's two other categories. Uh, one, one category is just strangers. So uh, victims are typically unaware of how their stalkers began the stalking they're typically unaware um for long periods of time stories where it's just like they saw them on the street and they're like oh Mm. my god i'm immediately obsessed with this person i need to know everything about them and they like follow them home yep and they're they're oblivious at time that these victims until um unfortunately something dangerous ends up happening so they're they're typically unaware of um how how they began stalking how, how these stalkers began stalking um and just like you said, my next bullet point is that these victim stalkers form adoration from a distance. Yeah. So, it, yeah, you could just happen to be seeing someone and then something in their fucked up mind clicks to where they need to, you know, now follow this person. and Or they create this attachment that doesn't exist where they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I made eye contact with this person. Mm-hmm. I they, they gave me a sign. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think I might may have mentioned something in there about that. Yeah, I think that when we go into types of stalkers, I mentioned that too. Well, I told you about that guy that um, found me at work and then found me on Facebook, right? It sounds familiar. It wasn't like a full-on, like, he wasn't stalking me. He Mm. just was looking for signs that didn't exist. But he found me, he saw me at work once Mm -hmm. and then found me on Facebook and messaged me and tried to ask me out. And I was just like, wow, this random dude found me on Facebook and Mm. I had given him no interaction. I did not tell him my name. I don't wear a name tag at work. (laughs) Wow. So it was fucking creepy. That's weird. Yeah, Facebook, that's another reason why I'm not on Facebook. I don't Mm. want to get involved. Yeah, honestly, you're right. You shouldn't have a Facebook. (laughs) Um, Down with Facebook. Maybe we shouldn't talk negatively about Facebook because they're we're trying to build a platform on Facebook. Yeah, too. I know, but Mark Zuckerberg's a pedophile. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg's he's not he's not doing so great. He's a lizard person, the and a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Uh, last last category is uh, famous people. Um, definitely very big targets because they get so much attention in the media. Uh, ones that come to mind right away. I just listed a few. Enya, you know Enya. Why is that familiar? Oh, Enya. You don't know Enya. I like that I said, I why love- is that familiar? And then you're like, you don't know Enya? <laughs> I love Enya. Enya's great. I love her music. Um, I love when people are like, you don't know this? You know, this name? And they say it again, like, that'll jog <laughs> memories that don't exist. You know. Like, You've never seen Toy Story? You know, the movie Toy Story? The, the movie. About toys? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's called Toy Story. Uh, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> this is Enya. A picture of someone does nothing for me. Okay, hold on. You've seen Lord of the Rings? Yes. Okay, she has a... Let's see if I can find it. She's a singer, right? She is a, yeah, singer-songwriter. Um, this is probably her, her most popular, because it was in Lord of the Rings. I already know who you're talking about now. That's all mm-hmm. it takes. You could have just said, and who... <laughs> <laughs> just started singing the song? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Enya. 
Uh, she her famous for her single "Only Time." Um, that so she, she got stalked. Uh, she did get stalked by and, a Lord um, of the Rings fan. I don't know. It doesn't didn't specify, but oh. in uh, no, I think this was before Lord of the Rings. This took place oh. in '96. That was before um, Lord of the Rings. It was before Lord of the Rings. In '96, an Italian man who was seen in Dublin wearing a photograph of Enya around his neck oh. stabbed himself outside of oh. her parents' pub after being ejected from the premises. Oh boy! In uh, also later on in May 2005, Enya spent roughly twenty five. Uh, uh, sorry, 250,000 pounds on security improvements to her castle. Despite these improvements... Her castle? Her castle. She has a castle. Oh, yeah. my God. This is Dublin. This is Ireland. There's Everyone's got everywhere. a castle. Um, despite these improvements, in October 2005, two people broke into her home. Her one castle. A- into her castle. One attacked and tied up one of her housekeepers and left with several of Enya's items after she had raised the alarm in her safe room. Oh, my God. So she was home when this happened. She was in her safe room and her housekeeper um, got screwed. Yeah, so... Thanks a lot, Enya. Uh, I, I think that came to mind. I was when I was getting into her music. I looked her up on Wikipedia. When I was getting into her music, I'm really into Enya. Yeah, she, she's got good music. She's, she's, a, she's great. I love her. She's a good voice. Um, Jennifer Lopez. Was, uh, that doesn't surprise um, me. Yeah, he had a, uh, she had a stalker named John Dubis. Dubis. Uh, John lived in Lopez's pool house for six days oh. without anyone noticing. Dang. He told police after he was arrested that uh, he was her husband. Uh- and claimed that she had sent him gifts. You know what? I feel like I remember this story. He also posted photos on Facebook the entire time oh uh, throughout God. the six days. This is uh, John Dubis. Oh, John Dubis also looks like a stalker. Mm-hmm. That was one of the photos that he posted on Facebook. Uh, I like that it's Dove chocolate in this picture. <laughs> said that uh, he didn't go cheap for her. No, said that uh, J Lo had bought uh, her that box of um, heart-shaped Dove chocolate. My her, baby J-Lo. Her adoration. Um, and then another one, Eddie Vedder was also a victim of stalking. Uh-huh. Of course, i got to mention uh, the Vedster. During the mid-1990s, Vedder had a pretty serious stalker problem involving a female superfan. He stated it made it hard for him to leave the house and contributed to his reputation for being an angry recluse. He wouldn't say what happened to the woman, except noting that, Yeah, oh, she's still alive. I hate you. She's still alive. And uh, there were no ongoing... No, 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 Don't even try and, like, glance on past she's what still, just happened. She's still alive. Bad. That's... <laughs> Bad. Okay, go ahead. You just needed to be properly scolded. That was terrible. <laughs> she's still alive. Yes, thank there you. Were... Thank you for singing mm-hmm. it. There were no ongoing legal, pr- legal proceedings... Legal. Ag- Little proceedings against her, and Vetter eventually found another place to live in Seattle. I thought you were um, going to say found another stalker. <laughs> he finally he moved found on. a new one. He moved on. Um, and actually, the song Lucan off the 96 album No Code makes reference to his stalking problem. Of course, you go into detail when it comes to Eddie Vetter. Well, I just, I knew, I knew this song. Um, yeah. And if you look up the lyrics online, it talks about uh, talks about his stalking. You want to sing all of them? It's fifty six seconds. It's a short track, so check it out. Good song. Is it a song if it's fifty six seconds? Yeah, it's a short song. It's a short song. So um, now we go into before we t- talk about the types of stalkers, we're going to talk a little bit about gender because gender does play a big role in uh, stalkers and their victims. In general, women often target other women, huh. whereas men primarily stalk women. That's not a surprise. Um, A U.S. DOJ, U.S. Department of Justice report, indicated that males were as likely to report being stalked by a male as a female offender. 43% of male stalking victims stated that the offender was female, while 41% of male victims stated that the offender was another male. 
Female victims of stalking were significantly more likely to be stalked by a male, 67%, rather than a female, 24%. Hmm. In an article in the journal Sex Roles, Jennifer Langhenrich and Rowling... That was beautiful. ...discusses how gender plays a role in the difference between stalkers and their victims. She says gender is associated with the types of emotional reactions that are experienced by recipients of stalking-related events, including the degree of fear experienced by the victim. In addition, she hypothesizes that gender may also affect how police handle a case of stalking, mm-hmm. how the victim copes with the situation, and how the stalker might view that, their behavior. She discusses how victims might view certain forms of stalking as normal because of gender socialization influences on the acceptability of certain behaviors. She emphasizes that in the United Kingdom, Australia, and the U.S., strangers are considered more dangerous when it comes to stalking than a former partner is. Media also plays an important role due to portrayals of male stalking behavior as acceptable, influencing men into thinking it is normal. Huh. Since gender roles are socially constructed, sometimes men don't report stalking. So a lot of, a lot of information in there. Uh, yeah. They all kind of tie together, but um, I thought it was very interesting. That uh, is interesting. Gender so- socialization and um, how the media kind of, um, again, portrays it as being acceptable. So men think it's not as big of a deal as it actually is yeah. um, to, to victims of stalking. Unfortunately, it's just how it, how it goes. So not only is technology to blame, but also media and portrayals in the media. You sound like a 40-year-old mom blaming bad video games for <laughs> <laughs> the reason their kids are violent. You better not watch that like, movie. Are you playing that Don't. GTO? <laughs> GTO. You're playing that GTO again? You're going to learn how to steal cars and rob, run over prostitutes. All video games fault. Yep, all video games fault. So now we talk about the types of stalkers. Uh, first one is rejected stalkers. So they follow their victims in order to reverse, correct, or avenge a rejection, such as a divorce, separation, termination, etc. They often display signs of delusional disorders of the paranoid type, paranoid personalities, or paranoid schizophrenia. Mm. There's resentful stalkers. They make a vendetta because of a sense of grievance against the victims, and they're motivated mainly by the desire to frighten and distress the victim. Mm There's intimacy seekers. They seek to establish an intimate, loving relationship with their victim. Mm. They often believe that the victim is a long-sought-after soulmate and that they were meant to be together. Yeah, those are like the mm. ones you hear the most about, I right. feel like. Yeah, what I think that story you were talking about before... Um, or no, not your not your work story, but um, you did bring something up about um, these people where they they just become infatuated. Oh, yes. Yeah, they like say mm-hmm. that they made eye contact, and all of yes. a sudden the, they just clicked, and they yep. knew. But they were the only ones that knew. The other partner, right. the other party, had no clue. Yep. They um, th- these types of stalkers. They also often have um, erotomanic. Is that how you say that? Erotomanic delusions. That um, sounds about right. Believing someone is infatuated with you. Yes. So like we just mentioned. Um, I'm trying to see. I thought I had another picture of something. Is it another butchin? Another what? Another, another butchin? butchin? No, only, only one butchin this episode. Oh. Uh, let's see. Let's Somebody make me a t-shirt that says never forget a butchin. <laughs> oh, I did. I have uh, pictures of uh, Rebecca Schaefer. That oh, I hey. To put. So that was her. Oh, she looks like she was on like a Western. Yeah, very, uh, very. What what was that in the seventies? Seventies, eighties. Yeah. Yeah, very seventies, eighties vibe. Oh, and she only made it to twenty one. That's yeah, so 21. sad. Twenty one. It sucks. Um, there are incompetent suitors. 
these stalkers usually have poor social or courting skills. They have a fixation or sense of entitlement to an intimate relationship mm. with those who have attracted their amorous interest. And these victims are most often already in a dating relationship with someone else. Really? Mm-hmm. So actually, um, the uh, the case with Rebecca Schaefer, that was uh, that stalker John Bardo, he was an incompetent suitor. He would be categorized on this, this one because um, he had a fixation or sense of entitlement yeah. to a relationship with right. Rebecca Schaefer. And Rebecca was actually already seeing someone at the time. Um, so huh. he would fall in that category. Uh, there are predatory stalkers. Which I think this is the... Ties in. Uh, almost the second to last category. Uh, they spy on the victim in order to prepare, to prepare and plan an attack, often sexual, on the victim. So <laughs> people who, you know, I guess strangers uh, who would be victims of this would tie in most, most, most likely to predator, predatory stalkers where they're being stalked from a distance. They're not aware. And uh, this, this stalker will scheme and plan things out the entire time that um, the victim's being stalked. And then the 2002 National Victim Association Academy defined an additional form of stalking called vengeance or terrorist stalkers. They typically do not seek a personal relationship with their victims. They attempt to force them to elicit a specific response. Vengeance stalkers try to get even with their victim. Uh, For example, like an employee who believes they were wrongfully fired by their boss. And terrorist or political stalkers attempt to accomplish a political agenda uh, for example, anti-abortionists who stalk doctors to dissuade the performance oh, of abortions. okay. So that also kind of ties in. Um, that makes sense. Here we're talking about uh, cyber stalking. So this has become very, very prevalent. Beginning in the early 21st century, cyber stalking emerged as a brand new form of stalking behavior. Email, texting, and instant messaging became new avenues of contact for stalkers to utilize. And the ever-expanding growth of technology and social media made it easy for stalkers to search for and message their targets while also enabling anonymity. Uh, cyber stalking and cyber bullying are still very prevalent on social media websites and apps. In one study, one fourth of stalking victims reported that they had been the victim of cyber stalking. So that's 25% of people. Yeah. That, uh, at least for this study, that were um, interviewed reported that they were victims of uh, cyber stalking. So it's, it's definitely, I would say, I would argue, uh, this is entirely without any basis of fact, but, um, or, facts or research but cyber stalking i would imagine is probably the most common common yeah out of all cases because just because it's so easy like we mentioned yeah it's so easy for for people to do um you got some clove taking a sip there i think i had a little hibiscus that time oh a little yeah a little hibiscus some lemon lemon coriander Mm -hmm. some tulip he said tulip. Some tulips. Speedway Jim said tulip. Speedway Jim would not lie. You taste you taste some tulip? You taste some tulip. <laughs> um, and much like the legalization that criminalized stalking years prior, cyber stalking followed suit in the US. So it is illegal. Don't do it. Yeah, stop. This stop. is not a guide stop on right how now. to. Stop right now. I know you're doing it. You whoever's listening right you now. You cut it out. You, just stop. Stop whatever you're doing. Put down your laptop and your phone. Just go go out and buy some Apex Predator by Off Color Brewing. Yeah, good decision. Drink yourself to um, to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. We cut Drink that out. Drink yourself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, getting near the end, we're going to talk about prevalence. Um, a 
2009 National Crime Victimization Survey indicated that during a 12-month period, an estimated 14 in every 1,000 people in the U.S. age age 18 or older were victims of stalking. Uh, In total, that's approximately 3.4 million people. That's wild. That uh, stated that they were stalked. That's crazy. About half, 46% of stalking victims experienced at least one unwanted contact per week. And 11% of victims said they had been stalked for five years or more. Oh, my God. The risk of stalking victimization was highest for individuals who were divorced or separated. That's 34 per 1,000 persons. Stalkers are patient motherfuckers. (sighs) Yeah. Um, women were at greater risk than men for stalking victimization, but women and men were equally likely to experience harassment. Approximately one in four stalking victims reported some form of cyber stalking, like we mentioned, uh, such as an email, 83%, or instant messaging, 35%. Who emails? Uh, Yeah, who emails anymore? I wonder... They probably have a Hotmail account. Has anyone ever stalked via fax? (laughs) (laughs) It just came to mind, like... (laughs) Anyone sent someone a fax? I know where we live. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Who just has a fax casually? (laughs) And how did they get their fax number? (laughs) They're just walking around in their house. All of a sudden, they hear their fax go off, just (laughs) ringing or whatever a fax does. Uh And they're just like, hmm, what's this? Important document? A random fax. Hmm, interesting. I know where you live. (laughs) Gotta watch out. Fax numbers, uh, they're easy to find online. Like I said, Facebook, you could search Zach up someone's fax is number. a stalker. You search up someone's fax number, real easy. You seem a little too prepared for this. <laughs> uh, 40, uh, 46% of stalking victims felt fear of not knowing what would happen next. Nearly three, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nearly three in four stalking victims knew their offender in some capacity. And more than half of stalking victims lost five or more days from work. So it really does affect... Um, your personal life in, in many, many ways, um, your professional life, it, it's shitty. If you are a victim of stalking, this is my last, my last bullet point, uh, if you're in any immediate danger, obviously call 911. But um, it's, it's important to save important evidence such as text messages, voicemails, letters, pictures, etc. If you get any of these, if you think you're a victim of stalking, you can get an order of protection against your stalker uh, if you contact the police. And there's also another resource here to... Um, if you'd rather not go to the police right away, um, if you think you might, you have a hunch, you know, something doesn't quite feel right. There's this great resource called called the National Center for Victims of Crime. Uh, they established a resource center referral helpline where crime victims can learn about their rights and options uh, confidentially and compassionately. You can visit their Ooh. website at victimconnect.org or, or you can call 855-4-VICTIM. That's 855 484 Two eight four six. Again, that's victimconnect.org. Is that for you? That's it. That's it for cool. me. Let's go into mine. Move okay, on to so some stories. I because stalking is something that obviously happens very commonly. I wanted to find some stories, but not like famous stories. Mm-hmm. So something like you know, just a regular person, not like a celebrity. You know. Sure. So I went around and did some looking. You did some, some stalking? Some stalking. Some internet stalking. Is that appropriate too soon? And I went on Reddit, and I went on Cosmopolitan, and I went on a bunch of different sources, and I found... Hold on. You went on Reddit? I did. I don't have an account, and I'll never have an account. Don't look at me with those eyes. So with disappointed. Those, those bedroom eyes. Disappointed. So uh, I if, found... If you're on Reddit, uh, you can follow our subreddit at Beer and Faircast. Yeah, just plug that really quickly. 
could have done that at the end. I didn't really interrupt you with plugs. Just saying, you know. Anyways. You did with your t-shirt. Okay, well, it wasn't a plug. It was a great idea. So, one of the stories I'm going to do is from Sweet Mercy on Reddit. Sweet Mercy. Sweet Mercy. And I'm just going to read these verbatim for what they posted. Okay. Just because they're pretty intense okay sweet mercies is definitely the longest so it's gonna go into this a week or so before my 10th birthday i walked to the corner store with a five dollar bill and picked up a jar of ragu for my mom like we all do Mm -hmm. on my way home a man i'd never seen before fell in step with me and began talking hi he said cheerfully my name is dr ramsey i'm a pediatrician do you know what a pediatrician is i walked along silently not replying and what an intro i know feverently hoping he would take that as a sign he should leave me alone Mm -hmm. Subtleties were not his strong suit, though. She is sassy. If you're listening, take the hint, yes, okay? Yes, you could learn that. Walk away. You could learn that. <coughs> Excuse you. <laughs> but he kept, because he kept right on chattering. Are your parents looking for a pediatrician for you? You know how pediatricians do. They just go out <laughs> yeah, and they introduce just self, Self-advertise <laughs> on the grocery store. To the children. <laughs> They're like, hey... Do you have a doctor? You're you, looking for a pediatrician? You 10? <laughs> Here's my card. <laughs> yeah. Are you 10? Look me up. This is important. <laughs> you got an apple? Damn it. <laughs> that was that was worse than my pun. It was. <laughs> I said, are your parents looking for a pediatrician for you? Of course, you're almost a big girl now, which woof. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> I know we do. You'll be needing another kind of doctor soon. <laughs> Won't ya? That's okay, though. They can still bring you to me until then. What's your name? You have beautiful hair. I was just on my way to get some suckers for the candy jar in my office. Do you like suckers? Thankfully, we were nearing my house, so I ran forward up the back steps and into through the kitchen door. I didn't know it then, but that was the beginning of a very long, very scary ordeal. It didn't take long after that for Dr. Ramsey to begin showing up. At first, it seemed benign enough, at least to a kid. He would drive by nearly every day, smiling and waving. I told my mom, who said maybe it was on his way home from work, but then the phone calls began. My dad called me into the living room and sat me down. He asked me about the day Dr. Ramsey followed me home and if I talked to him. He said I wasn't in trouble, but that I needed to tell him the truth. I told him no, and he asked if I was sure. Could I be forgetting something? I told him no again, and he frowned, then asked, then how does he know your name? I didn't know, and it turns out that was not all he knew. He knew my sister's name as well. Pretty soon, neither my sister or I were allowed to answer the phone. He called several times a day at first. Neither of us knew what he was saying. Then one night... Stalking. That's great. (laughs) Oh, oh, is that how? Stalking. (laughs) (laughs) Then one night, one of my brothers told us that he was telling my parents that he was going to hurt me, and later my sister. Things got complicated after that. My dad had called the police, but as this was before there were any stalking laws, there was not a lot they could do. They told my parents to call back if he tried anything. My dad then called a friend of his from back in the day who happened to be a cop. I want to have a friend who has a friend from, like, back in the day who, like, used to do some weird shit. You know, like, he used to be a cop and he got kicked off the force because he was too forceful. (laughs) (laughs) He's an ex-Marine. Like that meme that's like, you bitch, oh, yeah. I'm an experienced <laughs> sniper. Uh-huh. I have over a hundred confirmed you, kills. You want a friend like that? Mm, I just want to be able to make fun of him. Like a healthy person. 
Or was I? Oh, yeah. For the next month, my friends, uh, my dad's friend escorted me to and from school. Suddenly, life as I knew it came screeching to a halt. I couldn't walk to school alone. I couldn't play outside. I couldn't walk to Super America, sort of like a 7-Eleven, for those who don't know. Mm. She put that in parentheses. Yeah, I wouldn't have known what that was. Yeah, me either. When access to me was completely denied, things escalated. It was around this time he began threatening my sister as well. Then one afternoon, my sister, two of my brothers, my mom and I were in the kitchen. One of my brothers saw a glimpse of someone in the garage. They'd seen him too. Dr. Ramsey came bolting out of the garage, my brothers chasing after him. They ran all the way to Cherokee Park where he lost them in the trees. Oh my God. Yeah. My parents called the police again, but nothing came out of it. The only information they had was a description and a name that was almost certainly fake. A couple weeks later, we woke to find our dog hanging from the side porch. Hang- she- Wait, what? Hanging. Oh my god yes she was a gorgeous saddleback german shepherd oh born god. the same day i was we were all devastated the cop said there was no evidence it was him uh-huh. and ruled it accidental yeah because that's accidental she grabbed the rope herself you know the dogs that accidentally hang themselves all the time suicidal dogs are not mm. to be joked about but none of us believed that his phone calls became more informative in the meantime he would talk about who was home and who wasn't if my brother would say my dad was home he would tell him who was really in the house he would also talk about the house itself, about the window in the kitchen he could easily open with a knife from the outside, even if it was locked, and about the French doors that connected the living room to the side God. porch, and how the lock could be finagled from the outside if you jiggled it just right. Time to move. Mm-hmm. That night, my dad put in some carpenter nails at the bottom of the French doors until he could get a new lock ordered. My parents had to go home to a com- had to go to a company event for my dad's work. My older brothers were at St. West's roller skating rink. My sister was on the phone with her best friend. My little brother was on the floor asleep. I was watching Devo on the Midnight Special with Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. Mm -hmm. It was late. Suddenly, the top of the French door swung inward, and in the few milliseconds before the nails in the bottom caused them to snap back, I could see his silhouette. My sister whipped the phone at the television, and we ran up the stairs. About halfway up, we realized my little brother, our little brother, was still asleep on the living room floor. Mm. As quietly as we could, we slipped back down the stairs to get him. My God. Yeah. We all went into our bedroom and didn't turn on the light. This way we could see outside. We watched out the window for a while, and when we didn't find him, we crept down the hall to our brother's room to look. We looked down and could see someone standing in the back door. He knocked loudly. What do you want? My sister asked out the window. He stepped back and said, is this the Mercy residence? I have a pizza for delivery. Can you come to the door? Mm. She scoffed at him, declaring she mm. was not stupid. She could see he didn't have a pizza, and she was calling the cops. You, there's no pizza. Yeah, she said, where's the pizza? If you're going to lie, lie with a box. Okay, what kind of pizza? Yeah, I didn't kind order pizza any. pizza are we talking? Yeah, is there pineapple on that? Good. For those of who, uh, any of who, who disagree, pineapple belongs on pizza. Pineapple's pretty good on pizza. Pineapple's delicious Depends on, on what kind of pizza. No, pineapple's good on pizza. I'm just saying. A short while later, my brothers returned home. We told them what happened when they walked around the yard watching for him. They came back in and things settled down. But now we'd pretty much given up calling the uh, the cops because it never helped. So we just went back in, each of us, except my younger brother, still asleep, carrying a knife from the kitchen, just in case. Mm -hmm. Eventually, one of my brothers went into the kitchen to get a bowl of cereal as a snack. You know the sensation you get when you can just feel someone watching you? Mm. Yeah, he had that in spades. He kept looking around the kitchen through the doorway into the dining room at the windows. He didn't see anything, but he could still feel eyes on him. So he went closer to the door to try and see better. The kitchen lights were reflecting on the windows of the door. It had three rows of three windows, so he still couldn't see. Mm. He stepped closer, then closer again, until he was right up to the door. Then cupped his palms. Where am I? Woo, hands. On either side of his head so you could see. I lost track. Mm-hmm. There on the other side of the window pane was Dr. Ramsey, smiling back at him. 
He turned to yell for my older brothers, and when he looked back again, he was gone. They went out again to look for him, but didn't see him. The next night, we were at the table playing Crazy Eights, and my brother was restless. My sister asked him, what's wrong? And he said he always feels like any minute now there would be a boom, boom, boom on a door window. Almost immediately after he finished the sentence, boom, boom, boom on the window right behind him. In the chaos, the two eldest ran out, but he was already gone. A couple weeks later, I was at school and we were outside on the playground doing recess. I was swinging upside down when I saw the new, the now familiar blue Ford Galaxy cruising by, moving slowly. There he was, smiling and waving. He called my name and I ran to the teacher and told her. The school had been told all about him and she took me inside right away and called my mom. Mm-hmm. That same day, my mom had gotten a call from the school office asking her to verify that my dad was picking me up as he'd called to say he was on his way. He wasn't. Dr. Ramsey. Not long after that, I woke up one night thirsty. I went down to the kitchen for a drink, and there, sitting alone in the dark, was my dad on the table, a gun. He was tired of the police waiting until Dr. Ramsey tried something. He was tired of his children being terrorized. Mm-hmm. He was tired of being afraid every time he left for work that something to ha- would happen to us while he was gone. I sat for him for a time, watching before he sent me back to bed. These ad- events and many more took place over a period of around 18 months. Then as suddenly as it began, it was over. He vanished from our lives. The phone calls, the drive-by with the creepy waves, everything. For a long time after that, uh, after the Dr. Ramsey days, I would have a recurring nightmare in which I would wake up to find him standing over me as I slept. It took, excuse me, it took a long time before I felt like a kid again. I found out years later that when he was calling, Dr. Ramsey would tell my parents that he was going to rape and kill me and later my sister and that there was nothing they could do about it. I don't know what happened to him when he disappeared. I don't know if he was in a car wreck, locked in prison, in a coma. But sometimes I wonder if the wait ended for my dad when he was sitting in the darkened kitchen one night. I don't know, and I'm not sure I want to. And that was from, like I said, sweet mercy. Jesus. Yes, a harrowing thing to deal with as a child. Absolutely terrifying. Well, and it's it's so easy to listen to a story like that and just say, like, well, like I said, like I joked, time to move. You know, but and and obviously, I'm sure that was a thought that they had, where it's like we need to get the hell out of here. But you, you got to think, you know, it's a family. How long have they lived in that house? They've got kids that are going to school. It's not like you just pack up and, and yep. that's a big thing to have to do. And for someone to to be able to put an entire family in that situation where they feel like they have to do that, that's just fucked well, up. Well, like that's, you were saying, it, it, it's a strain on their entire life, mm-hmm. just from someone who has developed this insane infatuation, this insane obsession. Mm-hmm. Where they think that, I don't know what kind of stalker you would categorize him as, but mm-hmm. just because she didn't, it wasn't she was like, hey, this is his whole mental background as to right. why he's stalking me. Right. This is just what she went through as a child. Mm-hmm. But Wow. And uh, another thing I thought of, too, it's like, it, I mean, even today, um, it and it, it's a good thing that I know that story was from uh, a time when cyber stalking or sorry not cyber stalking when just stalking in general wasn't uh, illegal there weren't there weren't laws outlining this you know it wasn't as prevalent uh then to where it it, it needed to be a thing that you know enacted in, in a law where you couldn't do this but i mean even still there are people out there that, that still get stalked all the time even though they know it's illegal but at the same time and in, in either case um the the situation that police officers get put in that's that's hard because they, as much as you want them to be able to be there and, and help, they don't have many options most of the time. It's like, 
okay, you know, if this happens again, if you if you see him, if he does something, you need to call the police. Let us know right away. And then most of the time they get out there and he's gone. And all you have is just information to add to this constantly evolving situation that could go on for years mm-hmm. with this person that's just terrorizing your life. And in that position, it seems like you feel powerless and the police can feel powerless as well because they're never... It's they're never going to be there when it happens. It's always just a report, mm-hmm. and and it sucks because you wish that there was more that they could do um, to to prevent that from happening. But it's it's such a it's such an unfortunate thing that not can't, can't be helped a lot of times. I can't believe he hung their dog. Yeah, it's fucked up. Also, how do you rule that as accidental? It wasn't an accident. But I, the I think dog, dogs don't a, have thumbs. <laughs> that was a shitty part on the police there, but. Nuts. I mean, yeah, they, they obviously couldn't prove that he was the one who did it, but it's pretty clear that he was the one who did it. Well, they didn't have a name. They didn't have anything. Uh-huh. They didn't have any trace of... Yeah. Like, and, and, and what year did this take place? It's not like the information was there. Yeah. it, it Well, it had to be before, what, the 19... At least the 1990s. That was when California had their law. But um, it, yeah, and, and that, that ties in too. It's like the police get there. There's not much they can do. And, and it's unfortunate when they have to tell the victims that it's like... Sorry, we can't we can't really do anything. You, you know, you can have as much information as you want. And until you have an address or an actual name on this person, which oftentimes you don't get, even if you do, it's like they can't convict the guy unless uh, or or girl, they can't convict the the stalker until they witness the crime actually taking place. Right. And and I'd say 98% of the time it, it doesn't work work out that way. It's just it constant reports by these victims that just feel completely helpless. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I have one more story, mm-hmm. and then and it's a quick one. It's not mm-hmm. as long as the Dr. Ramsey one. Okay. This one is also from Reddit, um, from poster Walter Disney with two E's. Mm-hmm. Interesting name. In the mid-80s, my mom, says mom. My mom. Mom was a cleaner in Australia. She would do clean she would do clean houses. She would do clean them. She would do clean. <laughs> she would clean houses in suburban areas and would sometimes do houses in rural wine regions. We lived near both. She would leave business cards at the local shops and got most of her business this way and some through referrals and word of mouth. One day she got a call from a lady who sounded like she was around 60 asking mum to clean her old farmhouse. She made a lot of odd demands and mum would usually meet clients before taking on new business. In this case, the lady did not want to meet and said she would leave the keys under the front doormat. She agreed, mainly because the lady was quite obviously wealthy and was offering to pay her a substantial amount, more than she would reasonably expect. She went to the house on a Monday morning and said she already felt unnerved by the long driveway. The house was essentially in the middle of a very large and very empty property. She found the keys and started cleaning. About an hour into the clean, she hears the back door shut. She was told no one would be at the house, so she immediately felt unsafe. Mm -hmm. She stood frozen in the kitchen for what she felt like three to four minutes, although she said it could have been much longer. There was no other car on the property. She wanted to leave immediately, but had two rooms left to do. Both were bedrooms. She said as time passed and she heard nothing else, she decided that perhaps it was nothing or perhaps something had fallen and it wasn't the door after all. She walked up the hallway and stepped into the bedroom. All over the bed were black and white photos. As mom got closer, she realized the photos were of her. Oh, God. (laughs) Some were taken at our family home and many others were taken at other houses she would clean. Some through windows or over fences. 
She used the house phone to call the police and immediately the driveway to the, oh, immediately drove to the end of the driveway. The lady ended up being investigated, but continued to claim that it was in a, a break-in. After some time, the police stopped with their search, and we ended up moving to a new town four months later. Just a quick one, but just walking into a room to photographs of yourself. Wait, so the the lady who had hired this person, she claimed she was innocent. Yes. And that there was a break-in and some, what, someone had placed the photos there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To this day, her mom says that she still believes that the lady is involved in some way. But oh, sure. I mean, that's... that's. I mean, that's... But I could also say I could see how they could claim it was a break-in if she knew when it was gonna... Like, if they're being stalked thoroughly. If you're stalking properly. Yeah, and and that's another thing, too, where it's like, I mean, the evidence kind of points to... Yeah, that person is is the suspect. They have these black and white photos of this family and this person, but you still can't. You can't. If you were to take that to court, you can't prove that exactly. And that's it's all word of mouth. Yeah, that's that's another struggle that um, I feel like a lot of victims have to to deal with. You can have so much overwhelming, what seems like overwhelming evidence, and just still this guy gets let out. Yeah, and you get nowhere with it, off, and so. it's a joke. <clears throat> that's uh that's pretty shitty that's that's frightening isn't it terrifying um well that's stalkers yeah uh i'm uncomfortable i am too <laughs> how'd you like the beer <laughs> it's just let's move on <clears throat> closing <clears throat> off that topic thoughts on the coriander clove beer mm-hmm. <clears throat> i like it i think it's um it's definitely it's a step away from, I mean, this is our third beer, and so to stay to say it was a step away from what we've normally been drinking wouldn't make much sense. But yeah. it is a different. I guess what I'm trying to say it is a different beer, and I I like that it's, it's different. It's a change. Up. It's unique. Uh, it's very tasty and fruity, and it's a good. Speedway Jim was right. Uh huh. He was very correct um, in his all of his descriptive remarks yes. and comments. Tulips, they were there. Coriander, it's there. The tulips are just very. It's very tulip forward. Yeah, that's uh, that's tulip if I ever mm. tasted it. Um, realistically, very lemony and fruity and sweet. I, it's a good summer. I recommend it. It's a good spring through autumn beer. I wouldn't mm. drink it during the winter, but it's no. um, very very easy to drink um, and enjoyable. If you get a chance, pick up Apex Predator from Off Color Brewing. It's pretty solid. I'm almost done with this pint already. Um. I, I feel like I have, I just have so much more to say. There's a lot that goes into um, this topic. I feel like that we, we didn't really, um, I mean, we, we could go, we could, we could talk for hours on, We're keeping on stalking. It simple. Um, but, uh, it's, I mean, my, my heart really goes out to, to the victims of that. I mean, what, 25% of the people approximately could be victims if you were to ask so that's like one in four people if you were to just walk and meet four people chances are one of them's been a victim of stalking yeah that just blows my mind um it's it's ridiculous um and a little unfortunate that this is a serious thing that people have to uh people have to concern themselves with and and worry about and sometimes live their entire lives with the emotional struggles and you know, if, if they have been a victim of long-term stalking and trying to move on and never live their life. Never being able to relax. Never right. being able to live a Having relatively normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that makes me very fortunate that I haven't had to go through a situation like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, definitely uh, 
my my thoughts are with with those those people. Um, again, we we mentioned uh, that if you're a victim, you have those those resources available to you. Don't don't feel like that you're um, you're helpless, even though it, it may seem like that a lot of the time. Um, you you have uh, help available to you, um, and it's there if you need it. So. Uh, so it feels like a, it's kind of a downer. You know, it's very serious. You're a uh, downer. We're trying to. We were trying to go <laughs> towards the beer, and then you took a nosedive right into well, Sad Town. Well, again, it, it's a very serious thing, it's and like I know you live there. I know. I know. We try to be. We try to introduce some humor into this as well, and we talk about scary things. But uh, sometimes, you know, a lot of these things can be uh, pretty serious, and they mm-hmm. can they can resonate with uh, people who might be listening. So um, we just want to emphasize that. Uh, that we we understand that uh so but um we hope you enjoyed um this episode um if you end up buying the beer we hope you enjoy the beer because it is very good mm-hmm. i'd say it's it's my favorite so far out of the three that we've had you're my favorite so far oh um i really like the last one the porter that we had because I'm, I'm a big fan of porters but this is a very good hazy fruity yes ale um tulipy trying to think if oh a couple updates um, that I saved here because I would have inevitably forgotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned the the pages section on our website. If you go to our website, you can always see all of our releases on there. We have them distributed to all of the other podcasting platforms as well. But our website has those resources available. If you open that left menu, you can see um, it's it's listed under pages and all of yes. our huh. <laughs> <laughs> It's listed under pages, uh, all of the episode names, and you just click on it, and you can see the um, the pictures that we talk about, and videos, and audios, and charts, and things like that that we talk about in the episode. Uh, another big thing: we are on Spotify finally, officially. Uh, we've we were uh, trying to get on Spotify for a few few weeks now. Um, we our, our two episodes are on there. Um, this third one will be released on Spotify as well. All of our future episodes from this point on will automatically get released to Spotify. But um, we're, get, we're, again, on all of the other podcasting platforms as well. Uh, if you don't use Spotify, if you have an iPhone, an Apple phone, if you use Apple Podcasts, or if you have Samsung and you use Google Podcasts, whatever you listen to, I'm going to run them through really quick so everyone's aware. Apple Podcasts, CastBox, oh Castro, Deezer, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Listen Notes, Overcast, uh, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Spotify, Spoofy, Stitcher, TuneIn, and uh, we're on YouTube as well. So um, all of our stuff's all over the internet. Follow us on social media. Give us a like and, and subscribe to our stuff if you're a fan. Uh, you can stay up to date with our future episodes and content. Um, we've got Facebook, Twitter, and our super cool subreddit if you're a Redditor uh, like I am. And if like you're as cool as me. Um, and, no one is as cool as you are. And not aren't. like Paige. Um, and then I'm going to punch him after this. Send us, send us an email to bearandfearcast at gmail.com because we still need For stories. flights and frights, please. Yeah. We need stories. We, we really need stories. I've, asked, I've been asking a lot of friends and a lot of, a lot of relatives. All um, y'all lazy and just don't want to send a right. freaking email. Send us an email because uh, we'd love to read your story on or our podcast and shout you out. Send me a and, text message. Uh, really anything. Put it on the subreddit. Send us a snap or whatever. Please suggest a beer as well. If you yeah. suggest Bud Light, I won't be talking to you. If you suggest Bud Light, we won't read your story. We'll delete you and block you from everything. Yes, exactly. We're uh, snooty. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, please please send us an email if you've got a cool story, if you've got a friend or a family that has a story. Cause Even if it's not a cool story, if it's a scary story, 
Yes. Or a touching story. Yes. We just want something spooky. Mm-hmm. So anything spooky with a beer. And uh, we hope to read them on a future episode of, of Flights and Frights. Um, we'll go ahead and release that episode as soon as we have enough stories. And we I hope, would say September 1st. Yeah, we, we, we hope. Uh, we're aiming for September 1st if, yeah. we, if we get enough stories. And we, we hope to make that a recurring thing every month, every first of the month to release those episodes as well. So. Well, that was episode three. That was episode three. Have a or, lovely day, everybody. Enjoy. It's beautiful weather. Don't have to deal I mean, with right the storm. right now it is. You're, I don't know what tomorrow. You're in the Midwest. Like. I don't know where you live. You could not be in the in the in the states, and it could be awful weather. Uh, there's a, either way. Enjoy your day. There's a freaking hurricane in Florida, Paige. You hear about that? Enjoy your day. Gosh, I can't. If those. Those people need to relax. We're because, not going into okay, this. Okay, because Florida's got, like, COVID, and it's just abundant, and people... Yes, and, and Walt Disney World is open, and it shouldn't be, and everything's not, covered in germs, and alligators are going to rule the town. And now they've got a typhoon. That's Those are the only main... We feel yeah. for you, Florida. Hang in there, okay? It's hard. Your life is hard. Things will get better. This year just needs to just be Just move over out. With. Yeah, it's just time to move. Find another state Leave to live. Leave the state. Abandon the state. Just take a break for 2020. Come back in 2021. Okay? There we when go. Everything's back to normal. It'll still be bad. It'll still be bad. Well, that's it. That's it.